in Ukraine, COVID, the Biden presidency, and the elections. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. And good afternoon, one and all. It is 106. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Remember, you can always listen online at our website happens to be award-winning website, by the way, uh, depetro.com. This portion of the program is brought by the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. Folks, stop in and see them. They're waiting for you at the Lodge Pub and Eatery. Uh, tonight, Celtics Heat place is absolutely going to be rocking and catch all the action. Now, you can either have dinner there or you could um, obviously eat you know they have they're a full scale restaurant but i just think that the uh lounge in the have the game on and it should just be a very electric atmosphere you can catch all the action right there at the lodge pub and eatery 40 breakdick hill road in lincoln well folks again um good afternoon you're listening to the john DePietro show i'm just um I I, uh, I I can't believe how much we are, in fact, um, I, and I mean it. We are just, we're overtaxed in the state. It makes no sense at all. The amount of money that Governor McKee, how much they um, take and keep. And I mean, the latest, these surpluses, this, this is governing to take all the money from us the way they do. And it's it's very simple, right? I mean, the, Rhode Island now is going to have another surplus of $1 billion. Pretty close. Um, unheard of. Absolutely unheard of. But that just tells you it's not your imagination. They're taking and keeping too much of our, of your money, of our money. But notice there's, there's no... Effort, acknowledgement, granted, Governor McKee did, um, when he was at the forum, the gubernatorial forum, he did throw that out as if like, you know, but almost like the parent that if everybody's good, then maybe we'll have, you know, we'll go for ice cream after dinner if everyone does what they're supposed to type of thing. What is everyone supposed to jump up and down? By the way, he's not even the governor for crying out loud. You know, never forget that. He's finishing Gina's term. He should never. Um, he, he is not. He, he's, he hasn't been elected anything. And I'm still predicting I don't think he is going to be elected anything. All right. I want to go to Biden. I, I want to tell you also, folks, I've never even heard of this replacement theory that they're talking about. I've never heard about it. Um, I consider myself well-read. Uh, I know that a lot of people are upset over the number of people that are coming over the border. But this business that they're starting to throw around, that this is like common, this, you know, replacement there. I've never even heard of it. I have not, not like that. Not like that. When I've heard Tucker Carlson and others talk about it. I take it more of that's why they want to let all the illegals in to, to register them to vote and like that. I have, I've, I have never heard that somehow, oh, yeah, this is all an effort for the black man to replace the white man. And I, I just haven't heard it. So I don't know. The, the, you know what? The crowd, though, that follows that, I am unfamiliar with. But I want to play. This is by now. They... They're going to keep talking about it. They talked about it yesterday at the press conference. Here's Biden, the president in Buffalo. Did come to Buffalo. It's come to all too many places. Manifesting gunmen who massacred innocent people in the name of hateful and perverse ideology rooted in fear and racism. It's taken so much. Ten lives cut short in a grocery store. Three other wounded, three or three other wounded by a hate-filled individual who had driven 200 miles it's terrible. from Binghamton in yes. that, that range. It's absolutely terrible. To carry out a murderous, racist rampage. That never should have happened. That he would live stream, live stream to the world. Well, 20 people saw it. 
What happened here is simple and straightforward. Terrorism. Terrorism. Domestic terrorism. Violence inflicted in the service of hate and a vicious thirst for power that defines one group of people being inherently inferior to any other group. Very small group. The hate that through the media and politics, the internet, has radicalized, angry, alienated, lost, and isolated individuals into falsely believing that they will be replaced, that's the word, replaced, by the other. By people who don't look like them. And who are, therefore, in a perverse ideology that they possess and being fed lesser beings. I and all of you reject the lie. I call on all Americans to reject the lie. And I condemn those who spread the lie for power, political gain, and for profit. I mean, all of that is true. But I, I just don't hear an action plan. There was information on this guy, this kid, whatever you want to call him, the psycho that did this. He should have been on the radar for a senior project. And what do you want to do? Yeah, I want to commit a mass shooting. Uh, Right there, period. When do they start to take that seriously? That, he was known. Now they start to talk to the different kids. He, he wore weird costumes to school. He, he went to school in a full hazmat suit. He was an outlier. He was, you know, socially inept. He was a misfit. He's a psycho. But where are the parents? They knew about him. Law enforcement checked him into a blanking mental hospital. What was done? No one checked up on him? Folks, here's the thing. The the nuts are going to be out there. The problem is if when it is demonstrated that there is someone like that and someone shows themselves, so to speak. If we don't do anything, there has to be more accountability for those that miss it. Who, and I don't know enough, you know, I'm not going to jump into it, but I don't know if this is a HIPAA thing. Um, but it, it, it can't, the, here's the problem. The nuts are not going to go away. And if anything, because of the pandemic, they're increasing. I mean, and I, I've talked with, and I've talked about this. And again, folks, good afternoon at 114. Listen, I, I, I mean, I don't like, I don't deal with nuts on that, psychos, whatever we want to call them. I don't deal with them on that degree. I have to deal with some of them. I try to block them. I don't respond to them. Um, because of either the radio show or social media, they, they then want to engage I don't want to engage. It's it's wasting time. You're talking with babble. I had someone just the other day and they're they're nuts and you don't have time for them. I don't even like to engage them actually. I try to blow it off, but you know, I, I started to go through this around it was the same people. Well, it's not the same. There's different levels of it. Like the Alex Jones supporters. The, the there are the QAnon people. I, I a lot of them then blend in with the Trump crowd. Then you have the people that went full in on all the conspiracy stuff on Ukraine. So there's different degrees of it. There's different degrees of of like the crazies. But I'm telling you right now at 115, as someone that has dealt with the public on a full-time basis now since 1998. Now, I don't I think it's the worst it's ever been. But I don't know if it's also just easier to communicate with people. So therefore, they've always been out there, but they're just able to communicate more or more easily, I should say. But, you know, and again, just I've dealt with it personally. The people, um, there's no shortage of people that will prey upon them and push it out for different reasons. 
We've already gone into it. The Alex Jones crowd. Everything's a conspiracy. There are some people that like to live in that world. It's a choice. There are there were people telling me that I was actually not over in Ukraine or in Poland. Nope, fake. It's all fake. They would send me. I know it's fake. You're using a green screen. Those are actors. I had adults that work, have jobs and drive cars and have family and spouses contacting me, telling me you're at the I, I'll never, I still have it. A copy. You're at the Kingston train station and those people, you're not in you. Those. They are actors from theater by the sea. We saw you. We saw you yet the other day. I had that person. I saw you at the Patriot Diner in Woodsocket. Nope, it's all fake. You know, I mean, they're nuts. You know, when I get down that they actually have access to me and I don't engage or meet up or anything like that or even I, you want to get away from them. I, I feel bad for their family, for their co-workers, for the people that can't get away from them. Um, I was telling someone last night at the event that I went to at the Nonviolent Institute that I, I believe the pandemic was just, and I'm not making excuses, mind you, the pandemic was just too much for people. There are some people, it's, it's, it's enough to just try to get through Monday through Friday. They never should have done the lockdowns. They never should have done the lockdowns during the pandemic because I believe right now at 117, is the pandemic in a way was a way to thin the herd. What they should do, they never should have done the lockdowns because what you do is you put out the information. Here's what you should do. Here's where you, you know, you should get the vaccine. You should wear a mask. You shouldn't go into the groups. Put that out. And, and here's the thing. The educated will follow it. Many of the, you thin the herd. The people that don't follow what would seem to be basic common sense or whatever you want to call it. That is nature's way of, as they say, thinning the herd. So the lockdowns, what we did was we interfered with the cycle of life. We, we unknowingly, those people were not supposed to, there are many people that were not supposed to survive the pandemic. Now, a lot of people, they did die, right? It's fake. It's a scamdemic. I don't believe it. No one I know has it. It's all made up. They, they weren't supposed to survive. Unfortunately, many of them did survive. Not all. There are people that did perish. But we all were given the same amount of information. Some people believed it. Some people did not. Some people wear a seatbelt. Others choose not to. Um, there, there are people that engage in very dangerous behavior. Some people don't do that. And then that's like a way of as they... And I, I know that sounds insensitive, but it's the thinning of the herd. So now we are left with these people that under normal circumstances, they wouldn't have made it. Right? It's kind of like, you know, you hear about when they're thinning out, not everybody that joins the military makes it. Not everyone that wants to be a police officer makes it. Um, you, not everybody, you know, the, the, there's a way of kind of trimming the crowd a little bit. But now we're stuck with these people. And they're full on with the conspiracy. And it came right away where I really saw it was with Ukraine. With And even leading up to that, these people that have completely lost their mind. It's all fake. It's it's. It's the the bio lab, you know, the bioweapon labs, and it's it's Hunter Biden, and it's the laptop, and blah blah blah, and Ukraine is corrupt, and it just <clears throat> they're they're repeating the Putin talking point, and the same thing. It's scandemic. None of it's happening. None of it's real. The virus is fake. It's a flu. Uh, it's cold. It's nothing. It's all it's all just 
And we know how that turned out. So, but getting back to this, uh, I don't, I don't hear any plan of action. And I want to repeat: after nine eleven, we realized that that was the creation of Homeland Security. Was after nine eleven when we realized that no one really knew what to do about these foreign characters coming into the country, and they were the terrorists and the hijackers. And then, you know, then later we learned that the FBI knew about them in Minneapolis. Then we learned the the FBI knew about them in Arizona. But that was really the formation of Homeland Security. I am telling you, I believe Homeland Security needs to then be brought into the equation. Like, for instance, they should have been, well, I'm going to play some sound. They should have been brought into the equation with with this psycho in New York. They should have been. If they had been, I would even go so far as to say those people would be alive. Um, yes, they'd be alive if that had if that had happened. But clearly, the people at the hospital didn't know what to do. The local police didn't know what to do. Did I mean, I don't even want to get into how pathetic this whole thing is that, you know, again, I haven't seen the parents yet. But so what we know about this individual, this psycho, does it now sound like a good idea that his father bought him a rifle for his 16th birthday? I, you know. I know it's it's not easy being a parent. It's not easy dealing with clearly a parent with a trouble. But th- this, if you look at the pattern here, he was trouble at 16. He became a real problem at 17. And then he got his wish at age 18. You know, where, where did the parents think he was? All day on Friday, right? Took three and a half hours to drive up there. Three, So he was gone for the better part of, then he was there for an hour. He was gone from home for eight hours on Friday. That's I would just be curious, where do you think he was? All right, there's some good reporting on this. You know, it's the the kids that knew him, went to school. Oh, gee, I didn't know he was racist. All right, here we go. Pierre Thomas. George, good morning. Law enforcement officials are locking in on a new document which allegedly contains scores of social media posts from the Buffalo suspect showing how he was involved in meticulous planning at least two months before the massacre. The document contains photos of guns, even details on the layout of the store. The suspect was apparently writing on the social media platform Discord, which allows some level of private communication among peers using this site. It's unclear who, if anyone, was seeing those Discord messages. Authorities say it's imperative to answer that question because anyone who was reading those messages would have known perhaps weeks in advance that the suspect was amassing an arsenal and had designed a sadistic plot to kill black people at that store, George. So, Pierre, there's no routine screening of forums like Discord. And how concerned should parents be about these social media sites? They should be very concerned, and there's growing concern among law enforcement that platforms like Discord, which is popular with gamers and others, can also be a covert chat room for toxic ideas and violence. ABC News has obtained a bulletin from the NYPD saying as much. Discord says it's cooperating with authorities, saying in a statement overnight, hate and violence have no place on Discord. A senior law enforcement official telling me that the suspect appears to have anticipated his time on hate-filled social media sites during the pandemic, George. Wait, who is monitoring that? They should be held accountable. What the hell's wrong with these people? I want to hear this report, ABC News. They got video of just as the guy was apprehended. Morning, Stephanie. George, good morning. President Biden and the First Lady will be here in Buffalo this morning, paying their respects here at the Topps supermarket and also meeting with the families of the victims. The president is expected to call for federal hate crime legislation so that what happened here never happens again. 
This morning, killing new details on how the gunman behind the deadly mass shooting at a Buffalo, New York supermarket plotted his racist rampage. The individual was here a few months ago back in early March. Authorities now confirming 18-year-old Peyton Gendron visited Topps Supermarket two months before he shot and killed 10 people in what the FBI calls a racially motivated attack. ABC News obtaining a 589-page document allegedly posted by the suspect to the online chat site Discord in late April. Authorities say it appears to show how the gunman carefully planned out the massacre, visiting the supermarket on March 8th, where he was questioned by a security guard. The document also included sketches of the supermarket, outlining different aisles he could navigate quickly. The shooter allegedly describing the store as his first location. The other possible locations to attack nearby. Police say the shooter visited the store again the day before his deadly assault to conduct reconnaissance, then came back Saturday and opened fire. This exclusive video capturing the shock and terror in the shooting's aftermath as the gunman was arrested. Oh my God, he shot so many people in there. Julie Harwell, seen here falling to the ground, inconsolable. Her partner and eight-year-old daughter were inside. Overnight, her boyfriend telling ABC News he and their daughter London had separated from Julie because they wanted to buy ingredients for a surprise birthday cake. I took my daughter so she can pick out what cake that we were going to bake for her mother's birthday, you know, try to surprise her. And then what did you hear? Well, first you just, you hear the gunshot, ow, I see all the people running, so I just grabbed my daughter, ran in the back. Lamont and London hiding in a cooler as they recounted to our affiliate WKBW. I was scared for my mom. I didn't know where she was. I thought she was gone. They were separated for 20 minutes, which felt like an eternity. That was the longest way I've While they made it out alive, the gunman killing 10 people. Celestine Cheney, Roberta Drury, Andre McNeil, Catherine Massey, Marcus Morrison, Hayward Patterson, Aaron Salter Jr., Geraldine Talley, Ruth Whitfield, and Pearl Young. Hayward Patterson had just been at his church's soup kitchen before he left for the supermarket. He loved the community just as much as he loved the church. And so you would see him anywhere he was. He was encouraging people, you know, to be the best that they can be. Now, a demand for answers. Authorities revealing the shooter was investigated last spring after writing a paper shortly before graduation that referenced committing murder-suicide. Ah. The school calling state police, but no charges were filed. What? The individual was brought in for a mental health evaluation. He was evaluated and then he was released. That's ridiculous. Overnight, the suspect's friend, Matthew Casado, telling you, ABC people? News the gunman dropped off ammo boxes at his house the day before the shooting, allegedly oh. unannounced. The God. friend's family calling authorities to have that picked up. And, George, this is just one piece of evidence investigators are looking into. Okay. Now, listen, who's monitoring? Good afternoon, everyone. I mean, I, I am disgusted in hearing this. But who, who is monitoring this stuff? Since March, he's been planning it. Something needs to be done. I mean, this is ridiculous. Something absolutely needs to be be done. This is not. This is not working. This is just not working. I, I would come on. And and I recognize that certain people are then. Talking about, oh, what about freedom? Oh, because of that, freedom of speech. This is that, that's not freedom of speech. That the, the, this is, they are cultivating and encouraging, allowing someone like this to fester. It, it is. And, and the people that, you know, talking about it and trying to defend it, oh, because of this, um, oh boy, Chuck Schumer sends a letter to the Murdochs, Fox Brass, asking them to cease the network's relentless amplification of the replacement content. Tucker Carlson is CC'd. Well, people are really going after him now. It's time he faces consequences for his words. He's facing intense scrutiny. 
He's got a good thing going. But, you know, but last night to say, oh, so because of that psycho, um, I have to be careful what I say. Now, I, I don't think it should not fall on a Tucker Carlson. If anything, the shooter said he hated Fox. He hated Fox because they hired the chosen people. Um, see, th- this is Rob Reiner, the racist massacre in Buffalo rests at the feet of Trump, Tucker Carlson, and the GOP. That, that is ridiculous. That is absolutely ridiculous. That is not true at all. And he's he is going to be under attack, though. All race politics is bad, no matter what flavor it is. It's poison. I want to play. Um, I'll play. This is some of Tucker Carlson, folks. Last night, let's listen to it right here on the John DePietro show. Day of the Iraq War, that would be January of 2005. A total of 37 Americans died. So what's happening in our cities right now looks a lot like a war, even if we rarely acknowledge it. Dallas, Milwaukee, Los Angeles, Philadelphia, many other metro areas recorded murders over the weekend. That's typical now. In St. Louis, 13 people were shot, five of them fatally. In Chicago, 33 were gunned down. Five of those died. In Laguna Woods, California, a Chinese immigrant from Las Vegas walked into a Presbyterian church and shot six elderly Taiwanese parishioners. Police say he was motivated by some kind of political and ethnic hatred. And of course, most famously of all, on Saturday afternoon, a teenager in a mock military uniform walked into a grocery store in Buffalo and shot more than a dozen strangers with a rifle. No doubt you've seen accounts of this on the news. What you probably haven't seen are details about any of the 10 Americans who were murdered in that store in Buffalo. You may not even know their names, much less who they were or who they loved. Most of them were black. We know that. But beyond the way they look, not a lot has been reported about them because the coverage hasn't been about them. Nor, in fact, has it really been about the gunman. He was an 18-year-old called Peyton Gendron. Gendron was mentally ill. Everyone around him knew that, including his teachers and the local police. Less than a year ago, Gendron was committed to a mental hospital after threatening to murder his classmates at a school graduation ceremony. So on Saturday, after he made good on his long-standing threat to open fire into a crowd, Gendron left in a 180-page letter that he said would explain his motives. You've probably heard this document described as a racist manifesto, but that's not quite right. It's definitely racist, bitterly so. Gendron reduces people to their skin color. That's the essence of racism, and it's immoral. But what he wrote does not add up to a manifesto. It is not a blueprint for new extremist political movement, much less the potential inspiration for a racist revolution. Anyone who claims that it is is lying or hasn't read it. Instead, Gendron's letter is a rambling pastiche of slogans and internet memes, some of which flatly contradict one another. The document is not recognizably left-wing or right-wing. It's not really political at all. The document is crazy. It's the product of a diseased and organized mind. At one point, Gendron suggests that Fox News is part of some global conspiracy against him. He writes like the mental patient he is, disjointed, irrational, paranoid. Now, that's true, not that it makes the atrocities he committed easier to bear. If your daughter was murdered on Saturday in Buffalo, you wouldn't care why the killer did it or who he voted for. But the truth about Peyton Gendron does tell you a lot about the ruthlessness and dishonesty of our political leadership. Within minutes of Saturday's shooting, before all of the bodies of those 10 murdered Americans had even been identified by their loved ones, Professional Democrats had begun a coordinated campaign to blame those murders on their political opponents. They did it, they said immediately. Patron Gendron was the heir to Donald Trump, they told us. Trumpism committed mass murder in Buffalo. And for that reason, it followed logically, we must suspend the First Amendment. It's hardly an exaggeration of what they're saying. Here's a selection from yesterday's Sunday shows. Uh, Social media companies and law enforcement Uh, have not done enough uh, to monitor, to ban, to restrict, and to limit hate speech on their sites. Hate speech is not freedom of speech. As you know, the First Amendment uh, does not uh, protect hate speech. I'll protect the First Amendment any day of the week, but you don't protect hate speech. You don't protect incendiary speech. You're not allowed to scream fire in a crowded theater. There are limitations on speech, and right now we have seen this run rampant. 
So what is hate speech? Well, it's speech that our leaders hate. So because a mentally ill teenager murders strangers, you cannot be allowed to express your political views out loud. That's what they're telling you. That's what they've wanted to tell you for a long time. But Saturday's massacre gives them a pretext, a justification. You have to ask yourself, who behaves like that? What sort of person uses mass murder as an excuse to give a campaign speech or seize more political power? We'll find out tomorrow when Joe Biden travels to the scene of this atrocity in Buffalo to speak to the country. We haven't seen an advanced copy of his remarks, but we can guess what we will hear. Mm. Biden's approval rating appears to be the lowest ever recorded for a president this century, lower than Donald Trump's. That is a disaster for his party. The Democratic Party will suffer for this in this fall's elections. Biden still has time to change course and fix that he could try to improve the lives of voters who are dissatisfied with him. That is entirely possible. That's what politicians typically do when they're down. They listen to the people who might reelect them. But Biden doesn't plan to do that, and we know for a fact because Politico just reported it. Instead, Biden has decided to attack people who disapprove. According to Politico, quote, Biden has taken to telling his aides that he no longer recognizes the GOP, which he now views as an existential threat to the nation's democracy. Ridiculous. End quote. People who disagree with Joe Biden, according to Joe Biden, are now a, quote, existential threat to the nation, like al-Qaeda or climate change. A threat that by definition is so profound, we must declare war upon it if we're to survive. Now, keep in mind, this threat that Biden is referring to is you. He's talking about his fellow Americans. Yep. No president has ever spoken like this, ever. Right. Joe Biden does it regularly, and he's certain to do it again tomorrow. Yep. But most painful and destructive at all, Biden is likely to use racial wounds in order to make his point. There is no behavior worse than this. All race politics is bad, no matter what flavor those politics happen to be. No race politics is better than any other. All of it is poison. Race politics subsumes the individual into the group. It erases people. It dehumanizes them. Race politics elevates appearance over initiative and decency right. and all the other God-given qualities that makes every person of every color unique yet morally equal to every other person. Yep. And above all, race politics always makes us hate each other and always in a very predictable way. Mm. So let's say you were to make identity politics mandatory in your country as they have. How could you be surprised when that leads, as it inevitably will, to white identity politics? Well, you could not be surprised. You did it, and it was always going to happen. And then what happens next? Nothing good. Race politics is a sin. Race politics always leads to violence and death. They learned that lesson in Rwanda in 1994. Identity politics ended in genocide in Rwanda that killed 800,000 people. In response to those horrors, the Rwandans did something that we might learn from. They moved in the opposite direction from the one that Joe Biden is currently taking in the United States. Quote, Ethnicity has already been stripped out of school books and rubbed off government identity cards, reported the New York Times. Government documents no longer mention Hutu or Tutsi, and the country's newspapers and radio stations steer clear of the labels as well. Most dramatic is how Rwanda's 8 million people now shun the identifications, the racial identifications, that seemed to loom so large 10 years ago as Hutu extremists began their mass killings. End quote. They have de-emphasized race in Rwanda intentionally and systematically. Rwandan citizens are citizens first, members of racial or tribal groups second or not at all. Result, there have been no more genocides in Rwanda. That's right. And that could easily be the path forward for this country too. There's yep. only one answer to rising racial tension, and that's to de-escalate and do what we have done and tried to do for hundreds of years, which is work toward colorblind meritocracy and treat people as human beings created by God rather than as faceless members of interest groups that might benefit some political party or, or other. We have a moral duty to do this because all people have equal moral value, no matter what they look like. All lives matter, period. That's not the determination of the U.S. government. That's the determination of God, and it's true. And most Americans already believe it. They would like to see a return to the American way of life. And the American way of life is meritocracy. Judge me by what I do not by how I look, by the content of my character, not the color of my skin. We have a monument on the mall to this. Folks, you know, it's amazing. And that was very good by uh, Tucker Carlson. Again, good afternoon at 140.
You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. What's interesting is if you notice, the Democrat Party has now become, it's all about identity politics. It's all about identity politics. Everyone, listen, look at, how do you think Kamala Harris got there? Kamala Harris got there. Biden said, half of my cabinet are going to be women. How do you think Raimondo got there? All identity politics. Look at Governor McGreed. Governor McGreed. Uh, we're going to pick Sabina Matos to help me get the Latino vote. Uh, pushes out uh, Colonel Manny. I I want to um, I want to be the governor that has the first person of color to be the run the state police. And by the way, he was there yesterday. Uh, Colonel uh, Weaver, Darnell. Um, uh, it, it's nothing personal against that individual, but it it it's the it's without question, it's the Democrat Party that just absolutely continues to. That's what they're all about. That's that that's that's not kind of who they are. That's who they are. That's who they are, without question. Um, and again, that's nothing against uh, Colonel Darnell Weaver, who's the superintendent of the Rhode Island State Police. It's more of how the party operates. But Tucker Carlson's not wrong. I mean, uh, make no mistake about it. There are people that want to knock him off the air. I mean, I, I don't think I'm breaking any news on that. So, folks, again, good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. This portion of our program is brought to you by, hey, Senadale Revival. Celtics Heat tonight, game one, 830. Why not watch the game at Senadale Revival? Comfort food, cocktails, 2025 Smith Street in North Providence. They're waiting for you. Shane does such a good job there. They have live entertainment on Friday and Saturday at Centerdale Revival. Then right next door, you have Stella Suites, which is right there as well. They do such a good job, and there are people that just love it there in Centerdale and what they've done with it. I also want to remind you, someone asked me the other day that, um, and again, folks, good afternoon. Right now, it's 143. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Someone uh, told me that they were going to, they're um, cleaning out their home and they wanted the name of the company that brings the dumpsters to the driveway. And I think it was, um, who sent me that? Was it Paula? Paula, I think. Anyhow, uh, so let me, it's Brother's Disposal, Brother Roland. Come on, brother. Brother's disposal. Call today, 401-688-0517. Get a purple dumpster in your driveway with Brother's Disposal, 401-688-0517. Now, remember, they also offer for businesses weekly trash collection services. But let's just say you want to do some spring cleaning. Well, Brother's Disposal, they can make it happen, 401-688-0517. My contention is it's much easier for you if you have the dumpster right there in your driveway or I also know of a business where the owner said, you know what, we, we need to clean out. Everybody's got too much junk in their desks, and we, we, we have so much junk to get rid of. So they had Brothers Disposal deliver a dumpster, and then they picked, I think it was a Friday afternoon, and everyone at the workplace, they threw out all this extra junk that they had to create more space. Um, this individual, this business owner, he wanted more of kind of like a, um, a rec room in the business and realize that they could put in a pool table and they could put in some different chairs and tables and they're having more of a casual setting for the workplace. But one of the things they had to do was get rid of a lot of the junk that they had. Folks, come on, brother, call Brother's Disposal today, 401-688-0517. Brother Roland, it's Brother's Disposal. Right now, it's 145 and folks, you're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. We start at 11 and we go until 2 right here. You can always listen online at the website, dipietro.com. 
I want to go through some of the headlines. Wisconsin voters sue state fake electors who fought the 2020 election results. Um, Let's see. Um, This is a big primary day. Boy, tonight is a big night on television. You have the Celtics heat. But then you also have these are big primaries taking place in North Carolina and also in Pennsylvania. So um, so this is going to be, th- th- this is, tonight is a big night for, for President Trump. He has gotten involved with a number of these contests and need to, um, well, we're going to see how his candidates are going to make out. One that that people are going to be watching is going to be, as I mentioned, Pennsylvania, that Senate race where you have um, Pat Toomey, as Dan McGowan writes, who went to LaSalle, who ran Club for Growth, his uh, his Senate seat. And President Trump went all in with Dr. Oz. So we're going to find out a lot of people were a lot of voters were um, were not a lot of Trump supporters were not on board with Dr. Oz. All right, let's go to some sound. This is the view. Sonny Hostin, Democrats and Republicans are further apart ideologically today than any time. Republican Party is an extremist party and feels the Democrat Party is moving to the center. Um, I, of course, she thinks that. I don't know anyone that really thinks that, but let's hear this. has moved further to the right than Democrats have to the left. There's a Pew Research um, Center analysis that finds that on average, Democrats and Republicans are farther apart ideologically today than at any time in the past 50 years. And that ideological divide breaks down to the Republican Party being an extremist party. And the, the Democratic Party actually, as you just mentioned, Sarah, moving more to the center. But isn't the problem that is the, the primaries? Truth. Because you can't get through these primaries unless that, you... That is ridiculous. The, the the party that's extreme is the progressives. Now, again, she's given a platform. I was on CNN with that woman one time. It was not easy. Um, let's hear. This is uh, Anna Navarro immediately goes on The View and starts blaming Fox for the shooting in Baltimore, even though the sh- uh, Buffalo, the shooter in Buffalo said he hated Fox News. Here is uh, The View. Advertising on that station, you are part of the problem. If you sit on the board and are trying to be a civilized person, Paul Ryan, my friend, I'm talking to you, you are part of the problem. Yep. If you're a Republican donor tweeting about how bad you feel about this, but you're donating to people like the Liz Stefanik, you are part of the problem. Yeah. If you are a staffer working for them, you are part of the problem. And I'll tell you what great replacement theory should be. We should replace all these people peddling hate and making financial and political gain from spreading racism. We should replace them with people who America. All right, yeah, until they come for her. Yeah, she's against that until she's she's in favor of that until she'd be against it. Yeah, that all sounds good until then they'd start to come after her. All right, I want to um play uh some good things are well here's what's happening this is a big day primary day in the country rhode island should be part of this by the way rhode island should be part of this but let's listen to this. And our new 538 IFSOS poll out this morning shows that the majority of Americans, 52%, feel inflation is the most important issue facing the country right now. Rachel Scott is tracking it all from a polling place in Pennsylvania. Good morning, Rachel. 
George, good morning. And this is the issue looming large over the midterm elections. The majority of Americans on both sides of the aisle say the most important issue facing the country right now is the issue of inflation. And just over 30% of Americans say their personal financial situation has worsened in recent months. This is a warning sign for Democrats, and they know it. On the line, this midterm election control both the House and the Senate, George. President, uh, Former President Trump played a big role in these primaries. He is. He sure is, George. He has backed uh, several candidates in today's primaries, including right here in Pennsylvania, throwing his support behind Dr. Oz in the Republican Senate primary. Now, Oz has been locked in a very tight race with former hedge fund CEO David McCormick. But in recent days, conservative commentator Kathy Barnett has gained momentum. She is being called out for past tweets that are anti-Muslim and homophobic. And newly surfaced images verified by an independent researcher show her marching to the Capitol on January 6th. Now, on the Democrat Democratic side, a different curveball. Frontrunner John Fetterman suffered a stroke just days that? before today's primary. He is now resting and recovering, but he will be missing tonight's election night watch. You know, Hannity's been going after, uh, Sean Hannity's really been going after Kathy Barnett. Viciously, as a matter of fact. Trying to take her down. So what? So she marched to the Capitol with the Proud Boys. Makes me want to vote for her more. I, I can't believe it. He's also, he's attacking her. Because I'd like that somebody wrote, really feel like Hannity is a fundamental misunderstanding of where the base is right now. Going after Barnett for marching with the Proud Boys and refusing to say she'll support the winner doesn't seem like it'll move the GOP voters. Uh, Kathy Barnett marching with the Proud Boys, I, I'm not convinced that that's, I'm not sure that that's a problem. Oh, good. I have sound of this. This is Hannity. This. Look at your screen. Here is Barnett marching alongside. This just broke today. Radical Proud Boys during uh, January 6th. She claimed she had no idea who they were and that she didn't breach the Capitol. And look at this. Well, but here's the thing. Who, who organized that? <laughs> Some of the comments are kind of funny. All of a sudden, Hannity cares about who's marching with the Proud Boys? Trump told them to... Stand no. What did what did he say? Stand by. He meant to say stand down. Stand. Proud proud boys, uh, stand down. Stand by and stand down. So what? So she marched to the Capitol. Uh, there were a lot of people there that day. I'm actually pretty impressed that she went. I I have said I think they made it. This this that I played you the the video. Of that woman, what a com- that video of her is just remarkable. But he, Hannity is going all in. <laughs> she he hit Kathy Burnett for attending the address on January sixth. Like, are you kidding me? The tension between the two Fox stars boiled over last week. Hannity took aim at Kathy Burnett for two straight nights. He did it again last night. He is all in on Dr. Oz. Well, because Trump's all in on Dr. Oz. But then President Trump said, if she wins, I would support her. But for marching on January 6th, it's comical. What? I don't get that. Oh, and then he's going after her for her tweets. That's not true. She's just very religious. Well, we, we're going to find out tonight. I mean, she she either surged at the right time or she needed a little more time in order to uh, pull this together. But, um, folks, again, good afternoon. It's John DePietro. Uh So tonight, as I mentioned, it is a big TV night. By the way, right now it's 1.54. If you're looking for a good television show to watch, which is not easy to find, by the way. Yeah, stand by and stand. Now, he didn't. I don't think he said stand down. Let me let me play that now. Did he say stand down? I could be wrong. I think he meant to just say stand down. Proud Trump, Proud Boys. What did he? Um, what do you want me to do? Proud Boys. He meant to just say stand down, but I think instead he said stand, stand by. Maybe just say, stand by and stand down. 
I am very excited he's going to be running in 2024, just for the debates alone. Let me pull up that. What do you, what do you want me to? He said, what do, you, what do you want me to say? It was Chris Wallace, as a matter of fact. And then they immediately said, we are standing by, sir. Uh, this is the exchange, as it was in the debate. And it was, I think, with uh, with Chris Wallace, who's out because CNN streaming is going away. That was a quick month. I was in Ukraine longer than C- CNN Plus survived. Here it is. Yeah, Chris Wallace and uh, Biden. Specifically calling out Antifa and other left-wing right. extremist groups. Yeah. But are you willing tonight? to condemn white supremacists and militia groups and to say that they need to stand down and not add to the violence in a number of these cities as we saw in Kenosha and as we've seen in Portland. Are you prepared to specifically do it? I would say say almost everything I see is from the left wing, not from the right wing. So what are you 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 saying? I'm I'm willing to do anything. I want to see peace. Then do it, sir. Say it. Who wants to see peace? Do you want to call them... What do you want to call them? Give me a name. Give me a white name. White supremacists and white proud boys. Stand back and stand by. But I'll yeah. tell you what. It's I'll stand, tell you what. Somebody's got to do something about Antifa and the left. Stand back and stand by. Stand back and stand by, Sal. <laughs> he actually didn't say stand down. Stand back and stand by. Yep. <laughs> Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. Uh, they'll be rocking tonight with Celtics Heat Game 1 at the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln, right off of 146. Take Breakneck, Breakneck Hill Road exit. Let's hear that again. Stand back and stand by, but I'll tell you what. Um, I like this Celtic team. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. Oh, but what I wanted to mention was, if you want to watch and find a good, yes, stand back. (laughs) Stand back and stand by. You want to find a good show. What I really like right now, uh, Better Call Saul is on hiatus, I think, for two more months. They're coming back in July. It's the final. That Lalo Salamanca, that character on Better Call Saul is, is an incredible incredible television character. Oh, also, Barry is back. I'm kind of caught up on that now. And Henry Winkler is so good on Barry. HBO on Sunday nights. The writing is very good on Barry. But you know what show I really like right now? Um, We Own This City. I'm going to talk about it tomorrow morning, I think, with Dan McGowan from the Boston Globe. We Own This City on HBO is about police in Baltimore. We own this city, and it all has to do with before Freddie Gray, leading up to Freddie Gray, and then the aftermath of what happened in Baltimore with Freddie Gray. So right now, three shows that I'm watching are Barry on two on HBO. You know, I don't care what anyone says. HBO still has tremendous content. They really do. The writing on Barry is hilarious. And Henry Winkler's character of um, Jean Cousineau and the, the female lead on Barry is she is excellent so but we own this city if you liked The Wire on HBO we own this city about Baltimore police again Baltimore police you're going to like a lot listen it's 159 it's the John DePietro show I'd like you to, to uh, stay tuned for the 2 o'clock news, and then it'll be the John Dion program. We're back on the radio tomorrow at 11. We'll see about Facebook Live later. As I realize, Celtics are playing, plus the primaries. I don't know. But either way, visit the website. WNRI Winsocket.